Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. Uh, all right, come with me. Come with me. Second uh, Kings, Second Kings chapter 2. That is beautiful playing, but keep playing. I, I'm going to need it because I, I, I'm under very, very strict instructions. But I'm not very good at... I've got my notes. I wrote it down. All right. All right. Verse 1, 2 Kings 2 verse 1 says, Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way to Gilgal. On their way to Gilgal. It's really interesting. Gilgal was what I preached on Sunday. Gilgal was the place where Joshua and the Israelites camped. They were just, they just crossed the Jordan. And they, they get to Gilgal and the first city in front of them is Jericho. They're about to take down Jericho. And God says to Joshua, you can't, you can't take down Jericho. Not yet. He said, when I delivered you out of Egypt 40 years ago, all the men that came out of Egypt were circumcised. He says, but these last 40 years in the wilderness... None of the men were circumcised. Now, I know that, that 1.8 million people came out and you had 400 years of slavery. And it's taken me 40 years to let the slave mentality die out so that a new generation was born in the wilderness that had that saw God bring water out of a rock, that saw God bring a, a pillar of cloud by day, shade, shelter by day by day and fire warmth illumination by night it took a generation to see that God could rain down manna in heaven could bring quail that their shoes on their feet never wore out their clothing never wore out that that they had silver and gold that they built a tabernacle and, and had worship in the middle of a wilderness even though the, the the wilderness was hostile to them they could live in a hostile, in a world that is hostile to them and their every need can be met because they don't need a favorable world. They don't need a favorable economy because their God is greater than the economies of men. So there's a new generation. However, however, don't, don't step into presumption. Don't think, well, when we're, we're almost number four million now. We don't need covenant with God. Because circumcision was covenant with God. What got you out of Egypt will take you into the promised land. The power that delivered here is the power that conquers here. The power that saved you here is the power that brings you into provision over there. How you got it is how you keep it. And so at the place called Gilgal, that they circumcised all the men because they knew we don't want to go into this thing in the arm of flesh. When, when we started the church, 
you, you, you do the best with the pieces God gives you. And I'll never forget we had a particular gentleman on our board who came up to me one Sunday and he says, oh, Jerry didn't like what you were preaching. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow, okay. That's a shame, yeah. And uh, he also doesn't like this, this, and this. And I said, well, just as well I'm not here to please him. I'm here on an assignment from God. Yeah, but, but, but you, you, you can't do that because we need him. Why do we need him? Because he's writing big checks. And I said, let me just tell you, I don't need him. You might need him. I don't need him. God didn't send me from Sydney to San Diego to make sure that the, that the rich people keep putting in their money. Hey, is there anything you don't want me to preach? Is there anything you don't want me to touch on? And he, he manifests. He's like, but we need him. I'm like, no, we don't. You need him. I said, the same God that started this thing is the same God that can finish this thing. I don't need... I was, in, I was in Dallas a few years ago and I was speaking at a men's conference and we're in this extraordinary building and I'm, I promise you I'm on assignment. I'm gonna, we're going to pray in just a moment. Somebody laughed. Who was that? And... Uh, <laughs> I love it. So I was in, I was in doubt, and I was in this extraordinary facility. I mean, the facility was was easy, an eighty, maybe even a hundred million dollar facility, the most extraordinary building, the most extraordinary sanctuary, stage, back rooms, youth room. Then they had a separate, you know, office administration building, and then they had an entire school. It was this extraordinary campus, and it was it was quite a man of God who had who had bought that land and built all of these things and over the years but now they were handing it over to this this new young guy and you know he was cool he had the skinny jeans and the deep v-neck and some hebrew ink you know on his arm and i just couldn't i just couldn't because when i talked to him he was already leaning into the into the woke theology and i just felt the holy spirit kind of take me and, and give me like a almost like a, a warning, almost like a lesson. Every, all of life is a lesson for those that, that have a spirit of wisdom. If you let wisdom rest on you, the Bible says Solomon walked by the field of the slothful. And there it was with its nettles, with everything overgrown, unweeded gardens. And the Bible says, and Solomon said, so I looked upon the field of the slothful. I looked upon it and I received instruction. He didn't say, and I judged and scoffed. He said, I looked on that and I received instruction. A little, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So your poverty shall come like a prowler and your want like an armed man. He looked at something that was even broken and received instruction. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom converts everything around you into a lesson. And so the, 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 lesson, the lesson was that there's something within our sinful nature. The Bible says put no confidence in the flesh. The Bible says that those who are in the flesh can't please God. So you've, you've always got the battle between the flesh and the spirit. 
The Bible says in Galatians 5 that the flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another. So then you don't do the things that you wish. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, death. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap life. And so within our flesh, there's a deception that, that, hey, I can do this. I got this. When Peter said to Jesus, even if all these others deny you, not me, I'm Peter the rock. And Jesus is like, oh, because your strength is in your flesh, before the rooster crows twice tonight, you'll have already denied me three times. Jesus was able to very easily prophesy that because Peter's strength wasn't in the... Bible says, be strong in the Lord. Nowhere does it say, be strong in yourself. No long, nowhere nowhere does, it, does it say, hey, if you can, get down to a self-help store buy some self-help books and self-help motivational CDs. If you can, go to a Tony Robbins seminar and walk on hot coals. Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. And so what I, what I recognized was that there was a faith that established this property. There was a faith that built the buildings. There was a faith that carved out the stone and built the sanctuary so that thousands of people and that which is began in the spirit can't continue in the flesh. That's that's the, the lesson of Galatians. You who began in the spirit, do you think you can complete what God has done in the flesh? You can't. It's a hubris. So when a Dr. Matt and Michaela are going through and Michaela says, oh my gosh, here's my dream home. And it's a home that's listed at 5.7 million that the owners spent over 7 million pouring into. And Matt says, <laughs> keep dreaming. And then God pulls him aside and rebukes him and says to him, what, you think I can't do that? Oh, you, 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 you think I've still got training wheels on? Like... Who's that? That's God, but he's he's still got training wheels. There's some areas where he still struggles. Is the, is the arm of the Lord short? That that's too difficult for me? My power has no problem. It's your faith. All things are possible to him who believes, but can you believe? And believing is easy in this environment. But you've got to take your believing from this environment into the storm. You've got to take your believing from this environment into a desert, into a wilderness, into a cruel environment, into a hostile territory. You've got to take this faith and it's tested in adversity. It's tested in negativity. It's tested in, has God really said, how is that even possible? The amount of of obstacles, but they now, and so I love that we get this flack. I can't believe you're pastors. John and Becky drive a brand new... Dr. Matt, John and Becky were at their place and there was a beautiful pastor from another church come and see their home. He says, wow, Joel, get this, before you went into ministry? And they're like, no, no, because, because you, you, can't, you can't transfer. If we reduce the kingdom, if we reduce church to bricks and mortar, to facilities and structures, to... Money in bank accounts, we'll lose it all. The the greatest thing that that we can impart to the next generation is the same spirit of faith. It's the same spirit of faith. So Elijah and Elisha arrive at Gilgal. And just to, to abbreviate the story, Elijah is about to be taken up to heaven by a whirlwind. 
And Elisha is told by Elijah, stay here, I must cross over. And he says, as the Lord God, your God lives, I will not leave you. I will not walk away from you, but I'm with you. Three times Elijah says to Elisha, stay here, I must go on to to Jericho. Stay here, I must go on to the Jordan. And three times Elijah, Elisha says to Elijah, I'm not leaving. I'm not forsaking you. I'm walking with you. The sons of the prophets, the school of the prophets came out to him and said, don't you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? And every single time, Elijah just goes, yeah, shut up. Doesn't, doesn't buy into them. They're, they're picking up some, some stuff on a frequency. They're tapping into something. They're, there's a prophetic unction, but it's interesting. Finally, Elijah turns around to Elisha, not to the sons of the prophets, but to Elisha. And he says, man, he goes, tell me, what shall be done for you? And he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He doesn't say I want a double anointing from heaven. A lot of people confuse that. He recognizes the ministry that you started can only continue if I get what's on you, if I get what's in you. If I carry what you carry, but I'm so impressed. I'm so awestruck and I'm so inspired that I'm going to ask for a double portion. Leanne and I don't want to finish our race and everybody looks back at the greatest days was Jürgen and Leanne. We want it to be, oh my gosh, did you see the domino effect? that because of what they broke through, this next generation and the generation after are operating in... They've emptied the entire hospital wards. The the amount of people they've raised back from the dead. The buildings they've got, the signs and the... My God, this was like a juggernaut that was unleashed. And so Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Now come down to verse 12. And Elisha... And so, uh, uh, so Elijah, Elijah says to him, excuse me, Elijah says to him, if, you, if you're with me when I am taken up, then it'll be done. You've asked a hard thing, but if you're with me right to the very end, the Bible says that the sky filled with clouds and all of a sudden there were chariots of fire, angels, and they come down, they pick up Elijah and they take him up to heaven. It says, and Elisha saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariots is, is of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. This is really, really important. Then he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then Elijah So then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water saying, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other and Elisha went over. And then it says, then everybody recognized that the spirit of the Lord was now upon Elisha. Let me just tell you what's happening. In fact, I'm going to get you to stand to your feet if that's okay. Stand your fingers. I I really want to pray tonight's a ministry night, but I want to minister to you before we minister throughout all of our congregations and all our different places. And just turn your palms towards heaven. I've got some words. The first one is that what we're seeing in the world take place right now, what we're seeing in the kingdom take place right now is there is a transfer of anointing to the courageous. 
If you, if you ask Pastor Sterling and Pastor Marissa, when, when we were at the Charlie Kirk America Fest, we, we saw men and women getting onto that platform, preaching a faith in Jesus Christ, shifting a nation towards God, away from tyranny, away from wickedness, away from evil, calling out the, the corruption and the lies that are destroying small businesses and the middle class. The church, when the churches went woke, they went silent. The, the church went into, into self-protective mode. Revelation says that God has seven lampstands. The seven lampstands are the, is the light of the church in the world. The seven is completion. It's the complete light in, in the world. And many of these great mega churches, many of these great, great churches had a lampstand. It's not that the lampstand was extinguished. It's not that the lampstand went out. It's just that God moved it. Because they stopped preaching the Word of God. They started preaching social justice. They started preaching woke theory. So all that happened in the heavenly realm was God just picked up the lampstand and said, who's preaching my word with courage? And Oh, Charlie Kirk. Oh, Madison Cawthorn, Candace Owens, Dennis Prager. I'm going to put my lampstand over here. I'm going to put my lampstand where the people that have courage. Three times God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. I honestly believe that, that the blessing of God that has rested on Awakened Church, even Pastor Leanne had a prophetic word, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but she said because of our boldness and because of our stepping out in courage with the persecutor, the Bible says, blessed are you when you are persecuted. Because of the persecution of 2020 and 2021, there's going to be a windfall and a harvest because when God brought them out of Egypt, they didn't just come out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Bible says they came out of Egypt with the silver and the gold of Egypt. And months before these guys get their windfall, Leanne's prophesying that people are going to get just unusual financial blessings unusual miracles, unusual breakthroughs. So just turn your palms towards heaven. The courage of, of, of Awaken, the courage. And Awaken is, it's not an entity. Awaken is just the name. It's the people. It's the spirit of the people. So Father, I thank you right now for breakthroughs, for windfalls. Father, we thank you that the, the, the silver and the gold of Egypt, the silver and the gold of the world are being transferred into the hands of your righteous sons and daughters. I pray, Father God, for those who are dreaming to dream again, for those who are believing to believe again, to believe higher, to see further, to reach beyond what you've reached before, to ask higher than you've asked before. Father, I thank you for, for a windfall. I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for financial breakthrough. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for miracles. There's a, there's a transfer happening. The second thing that I, that I felt the Lord say in this passage was the only premise to Elisha receiving the mantle was if you're with me when I'm taken up. Can you be faithful to the very end? He had all these opportunities to stay here, camp here, 
It's tedious, it's tired, it's difficult, it's a struggle. And I want you to know there's an anointing, there's a mantle that is falling on the faithful. There's a mantle that's falling on the faithful. Falling on the faithful, 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 falling on the faithful. Father, I thank you right now. Thank you for our amazing missions director. Come on, how many people just absolutely love just just what you've done with taking over the uh, the orphanages and you know this beautiful young lady once worked in a very very prominent ministry, but the Lord redirected her here. And just lift your hands. I, I feel even the Lord would say that everything that was there which was a very, very strong prophetic gift has just because you've moved houses doesn't mean, and I see that mantle resting on you. You do not lose what you left there. That mantle is here to be picked up. And the prophetic, prophetic dreams, preaching, prophesying ministry in power. But the Lord, quite often what happens is the Lord has had to guard our hearts because it's very, very easy for our hearts to grow hard. That's why the Bible says that mercy and truth go before Him. And so why I redirected you, says the Lord, into missions is because the deeper your mercy, the, the greater the truth I can bring. There are many, many prophets, they prophesy what is truth, but there's a harshness and a hardness. And the Bible says it can, it can break the spirit. But you're going to bring both. You're going to bring a marriage of both. And I see you standing on the platform. I see you preaching. I see you having visions like you've never seen. Clarity like you've never seen. Having dreams and interpreting dreams with, with such that you realize, my God, it's a fresh oil, a fresh anointing. There's a fresh mantle. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.